Why on earth? Why would I think that that is what I thought was happening? They were basically like, it's very hush-hush, like we have to sign an NDA. You can do anything you put your confused little heart to. Welcome to the Hollywood Reveal. I'm Helen Shepard. I'm a TV host, actor and comedian. Three years ago, I packed up my life and moved from London to Hollywood. I've learned so much since coming to this crazy town and honestly, the best part has been meeting such interesting and inspiring people. My wonderful guests on the Hollywood Reveal share their biggest secrets and confessions about living and working in Hollywood. If you have ever wondered what it's really like to live in LA and pursue your dreams here, stay tuned. Of course, there's also going to be plenty of juicy Hollywood gossip. I am joined today by another incredible, super talented, wonderful guest. Okay, she is an actor, a producer, a writer, and a TikToker. It's Eliza Hayes-Ma. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. And it has been well over a year since we saw each other. We only met once before. Mm-hmm. We shot a little commercial together kind of mid-pandemic when they opened up a little bit and we were allowed to shoot again. Yeah, I feel like it was, was it only a year ago or has so much happened since then that I'm like, it was that more, I'm confused. It was, it was more than a year ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like closer to a year and a half, yeah. which is crazy. Right. Yeah, so that is how we met. And I remember being so impressed by you because they just kept giving you more and more lines and you just had so much copy and you just nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. And I think I had like less than a quarter of what you had and I still had to do like 10 takes. <laughs> well, to be fair, you know, I, I've always said I think I have a little bit of a photographic memory. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but like when I'm memorizing stuff, I'll often, you know, if I get tripped up on a sentence, I'll kind of close my eyes and I'll be like, it was halfway down the page, halfway through the paragraph, the first letter started with an S. Like that's just like oh, wow. the way my brain works. And so admittedly doing stuff like that and getting copy on the fly has always been relatively easy for me because I feel like I see it like in my mind's eyes. Such an amazing, (laughs) amazing skill. I need to work on that one. Okay, before we get into all the other questions that I need to ask you, this is the Hollywood reveal. So do you have a confession, a secret or a story that you can reveal about Hollywood? Okay, so this is something that I honestly didn't even think about until you asked me this question the other day to kind of prep me for this. But um, so it occurs to me that I think when I first moved here back in like 2015, 2016, I think that I inadvertently did a social media spot for what is now the infamous WeWork slash We Live company. Did you watch the documentary about WeWork oh, for I haven't Great Fall? Seen it. You should watch it. It's okay. really interesting. It's super fascinating. And um, I was watching the documentary and I didn't realize at the time, but when I first moved to LA, you know, when you first move here, it's like you take whatever do anybody anything. gives you. You'll do anything. I nearly did a job for Scientology. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> you don't. Re- yeah, you don't realize it. So your hands are on the buzzers, and then you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't be doing yeah. this. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, at the time, it was like we're going to give you a hundred bucks. You know, basically, you had to do like a fake testimonial. Oh, is what it yeah. was. And so I remember it was just like a big group of creatives, and they were sort of round robin, like having people come in and get in front of the camera, and they asked us to each come up with 
you know, a, a career that wasn't an actor, obviously. But they were like, make it like a freelancey, like creative career. And they kind of just had us like, you know, improv in front of the camera. And they were they told us to talk about how much we loved living in this artist community. They were they were basically like, it's very hush hush. Like we had to sign an NDA, and they're like, it's a company, and they're like developing um, like an artist community, and and that was all they said about it. And, you know, I don't know, it gave me $100 or something. And at the time, that was like a lot of money to pay, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I was like, sure. And so I remember doing it and thinking, I'll probably never see that. And I wonder what, what I wonder what happened to that thing. And I haven't thought about it in seven years. And then I was watching this WeWork documentary. And I realized that We Live, which is the next phase of what their company was, where they started uh. to buy up real estate. Um, and they were basically buying real estate, big apartment buildings, and, and getting people to live there and creating it and starting – to pitch it as like an artist community so like a, a, a big place for people to to live and like rent a room where there was like a you know a, a communal area and you it, you got built in friendships and a built-in social network and all this stuff and it just like occurred to me I was like that's what that was for that was absolutely we work they were totally like trying to like lowball a bunch of actors and like get them to act like they were living in this artist community and like that's when they started to totally crumble and it came out that they were falsifying I think like you know what their net worth was and all this stuff and the whole thing like ended up just crumbling underneath them and I was like I totally did that that was me I did that I absolutely contributed to that and I had no idea oh wow and and I I mean I don't know for sure, but the time I mean I checked the timeline before I came it lines up perfectly like that's when they developed we live and that's what the company was called and like I, that was right when I moved here and it just it just makes perfect sense I really think that that's what I did and that's so crazy that they actually didn't tell you on the day what you were shooting or filming for because I've done stuff for questionable companies but I've actually at least known what it was for I don't think I've ever done a job where I really was not told what it was for that's... and like what a lesson like because you just I mean you're so desperate when you mm-hmm. first get there to just like do anything. And I didn't have anything on, you know, tape. I didn't have a reel. And so for me, I was just like, yeah, whatever. If I can get something, you know, for a reel, it, it's it's good, right? Work is good. Um, but like such a good lesson because I would not want my face associated with that. And I would assume that I was also an idiot and probably signed something that wrote it off for like in perpetuity yeah. they can use it forever in whatever way they want you know you just you're not thinking that way when you're I definitely signed a few of those Absolutely. there's a few things out there that I hope never uh-huh. <laughs> um so you moved to LA how many years ago seven I yes seven. seven yeah and before that you were doing musical theater right I was which is like my dream I would have <laughs> loved to do musical theater but like a little bit of a problem with the singing and the dancing <laughs> So, minor details. Yeah, so just minor details. Minor. Um, I still have a dream that one day someone will train me and I'll just have one amazing performance. I don't know which show I would do yet. But well, let me know. Maybe Chicago. I was just going to say, you feel like a Chicago girl. <laughs> yeah. I can see that for you. Give you some fishnets. You're all yeah, set. Yeah, that's my karaoke song, All That Jazz. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, my husband's like, ah, oh, never play that song near her. <laughs> But now you're in LA and you split your time between acting, writing, producing, and creating content. So firstly, which one of those do you feel you do the most? It sort of shifted. I think last year it was definitely creating content. That's when I started doing the whole TikTok thing. And um, it really just came from a lack of control over my career. I just felt like I was waiting for people to kind of give me permission to make stuff and Mm -hmm. be funny. And um, I was watching all of these incredibly talented women that I knew 
um, you know, from sort of like the improv scene and just from being in LA for some years. And I was watching them sort of take their careers into their own hands and make their own stuff and really, you know, progressing really well with it. And I thought, why aren't you doing that? You know, like, what are you, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? And so I was inspired by them. And, um, you know, one of my characters sort of started to take off, 90s mom. 90s mom. And, yeah. I love 90s mom. I sort mom. of put her on the back burner for oh. a little while. You ever get sick? I don't know if you do, like, characters or anything, but, like, sometimes you can get just, like, tired of hearing yeah. yourself talk. Like, I just, I feel like I've done, you know, I've done so many of her, and I love her so much, and she'll, like... But can we have just a little impression of her now? Oh, oh, you want to talk to Pam? Yeah. I well, yeah, no, she Pam. lives right in my bones. So I can just bring it out whenever I want. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here on your podcast today. I'm just flattered. Oh, I love it. So I love that you took control of your career and started creating content, kind of doing the same thing, hence why, yeah. why I'm starting a podcast. Um, but how do you find the juggle? Because it is draining trying to audition, trying to write your own stuff, create your own content. And then when we do book a job, then you're out for a couple of days doing that. And then every, all your other stuff has to suddenly stop. Like, mm-hmm. how do you juggle it all? I think that, you know, and I've had this conversation with a few other people that I've, um, you know, chatted with on podcasts, and I think it's, you start to have to have a really honest conversation with yourself about the things that you want to create and why you want to make them. And you have to ask yourself the question, I think every day before you pick up the phone or pick up the camera and say like, why am I saying what I'm saying? Am I moved to do this? Um, is Is it important or is it funny? Does it make me feel good? Because I think as artists who are kind of taking their careers into their own hands, it's super easy to, to lean into quantity over quality. And I definitely got burned out. I mean, I, I think the reason that my TikTok, TikTok sort of popped off was because I was really committed to making something every single day. And I put myself on a challenge. And for two months, I said, you're going to make something funny every day. And yeah, I mean, I think that the repetition is super important when you're first starting to make something, if you're trying to go viral or whatever you want to call it. But I certainly burned out and I think like five months in I was lucky enough to book um, a movie and I was filming and I just felt you know like I'm just gonna take a pause for a second Mm -hmm. I want to be like a real live actor for a little while and then shortly after that you know I went through some really tough personal stuff I went through a breakup I fractured my leg like there were all these things that sort of happened where I just wasn't being pulled to create and I had to just be gentle with myself and say it's okay to take a pause and it's going to be there when you get back and I think it's avoiding the burnout but it does require you to have a really honest conversation Mm -hmm. and say like what do I need what do I actually need today and like will the world keep turning if I don't make a TikTok yeah yep Mm -hmm. the world's gonna keep on turning and it's fine you know. (laughs) Do you know what I remember? And I don't know why this stuck in my mind because I think I was thinking about the same thing when you posted it, when you first started. So it's only been like a year that you've been doing TikTok, right? A year and some change, So you've like really blown up. You have over 280,000 followers and 16 and a half million likes, which is amazing. Congratulations. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I remember you posting, asking for advice about how to post on TikTok. (laughs) And you were like, does anyone know how you use the green screen? Do I have to do it through Zoom or something? Oh my God. And I remember watching it because I was like, I want to learn how to do the green oh screen. Do I do it through I, Zoom? Can I tell this story? Do yes, please. Minutes? Okay, yes. so basically, literally that day, that was the day I decided to start doing TikTok. I saw today is the day. 
And in my brain, the only time I had ever used green screen was on Zoom, right? Because we had been doing Zoom for like a year. and that's... I hadn't even used it on Zoom. I was like, can you do green screen on you Zoom? You can do green screen on Zoom. <laughs> now I know. I literally thought, and this is not an exaggeration, <laughs> I thought that the way TikTok worked was that people were recording, starting, <laughs> I thought they were starting a Zoom meeting, Helen, and putting up a green screen, recording a video, downloading it from Zoom, and then putting it on TikTok. Why on earth? Why would I think that that is what I thought was happening? And when I couldn't figure out how to make Zoom with a green screen work on my phone, I was ready to like light my house on fire. I was so annoyed. I was like, this is why I'm not doing TikTok. I don't oh understand it. And then I remember my boyfriend at the time came home, and I was like in the middle of a meltdown. And he was like, what is the problem? And I was like, I can't it. And he, he was, just calmly went over to the computer and went onto YouTube and said how to use green screen TikTok. And it was like, oh, it's in the app. That is the point the whole app you just press that's what it button. is <laughs> yeah. and that was the di- I mean but I when I tell you that's what started my TikTok journey yeah. that's what it was it's very inspiring that you went from that to over 280,000 followers in a year you I can felt- do anything <laughs> do you hear me out there listeners you can do anything you put your confused little heart to <laughs> oh my gosh you mentioned that you had a meltdown and I feel like everybody that um is trying to do stuff in Hollywood has had a meltdown at some point mm-hmm. how do you manage your mental health here because it really does take a, a toll on your mental health. You know, you're constantly auditioning. You kind of get used to no's. Then you get a maybe. Then you're on a veil. You think you're about to get a life-changing job. And then you don't get that. And then you're like back to where you were before. Mm-hmm. And it feels less than before because you actually haven't got any auditions that week. Right. Um, it's really hard to stay positive. So. Yeah. Can you speak to that? The therapy is great. <laughs> <laughs> therapy is an incredible tool. Um, no, I, I I deeply believe in therapy. Um, and I believe in being super honest with yourself when you feel like, if you feel like you need um, the support of an anti-anxiety or an antidepressant, which is obviously something that only you and your doctor can know for you. But for me, when I went through really difficult times, it was having the strength to say, I need a little bit of support right now and being honest with myself and my own mental health. So I think that... Removing that stigma and being transparent and talking about it in this way is super mm-hmm. important. Um, at the moment, I'm not utilizing those things and I'm still in therapy, but like I I think it's really creating a sense of self outside of the industry because I've had this conversation with many people lately. You can only offer yourself as an actor and as an artist, um, as the human that you actually are. And if you stop taking care of that human, and that means like, creating friendships outside of the industry, making sure that you are um, continuing your relationships with your family, traveling, exploring, finding the things about you that make you you without the job and the booking. Mm-hmm. If you stop doing that stuff, your entire world gets, in, it just gets immersed by whether or not you book the job. And it's really, really unhealthy. And I think the best thing that you can do for yourself as an actor and as an artist and as a human being is to keep developing every other area of your life. If you, you know, want to be in a long-term relationship and you've been avoiding it because you think you don't have time for it, oh my gosh, focus on that for a while. I guarantee you, like other things will start to pop up because of it as you develop those other parts of your mm-hmm. life. If you want to, you know, be a parent, like, and you think you don't have time, you know, like, who, who knows what you'll unlock in your artistic life by paying attention to your human life. I think that they are... They're, they're, they're married in more ways than we, we realize. Yeah, and I think 
Um, I love what you said about traveling because I always find it really hard to go away because I'm like, but what if I get an audition or what if I get a last minute job? And then you can spend forever never actually traveling or doing anything or taking a break. Sure. And then when you don't get the job, it's it's soul crushing because you've paused every other area of your life for a thing that doesn't give you much back very often. So you're doing yourself a disservice, I think, by putting the rest of your life on hold in order to make this one thing happen because the timeline that we've created for ourselves or that we think that we're on, it's made up. It's imaginary. And your time is not the same as my time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that taking away that sense of urgency that things must happen by this age or in this order, it's a lot easier said than done. But um, removing that sense of urgency, I think, is really, really important for ultimate success. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think now that I'm, you know, I didn't move here till I was in my 30s. So I kind of had already removed that I'd already and I'd had loads of people saying to me oh you know you're a bit old to be moving to LA even my immigration team said to me oh you're brave going to LA at your age I was like thanks guys but I kind of just got over men yeah tell me it was a team of men yeah of course um but I kind of just had to get over that and I'm just like I'm just gonna do my own thing and still do all the auditions still do as much as I can but just really start focusing on my own projects because I think otherwise if you're just waiting for for someone else to make it happen, then you do just get so lost in it. And I've definitely had weeks like that here in, in Hollywood where I've just been, it's like such a high when you get an audition for something really big and you're so excited and then your audition goes well and then you just never hear ever, ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just like, what did I do wrong? And you have right. to just get to the point where you know that it's not about you and your talent. It's just that they went for someone else and there were however many talented people that they saw that day and someone looked right and fit the role and all the things but it's really hard to have that happen to you over and over and over right it is but you know I I'm glad that you came when you came because I think that like you don't know when the role that you're going to get like maybe there's one that will change the trajectory of your Mm -hmm. career you don't know when that's going to happen I Stephen McKinley Henderson is one of my um, old professors from the University at Buffalo and he kind of took a pause on acting for a while and was teaching at a university level. And then while I was still in school there is when he booked Fences on Broadway with Denzel Washington. And then he was pulled in to do the movie, which led to all these other things. And then he was nominated. And all of a sudden, it, I don't know exactly how old he is, but I put him in his you know late 60s, early 70s, and he's in the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, especially for women, it's really, really difficult to mm-hmm. see past the age of 30 when it comes to career stuff because of what we've been taught and what we're told we're allowed to do. But you have no idea when the story that you're meant to tell is going to pop up. Mm-hmm. And so your responsibility is to take care of yourself as a human. Oh. And just I love that. Just <laughs> give me a little shiver. Oh, so inspiring. Um, you just had a movie come out last year. Was it last year? Taking the Reins came yes. out. And you are in a movie that is about to come out very soon. will probably be out by the time this yes. podcast airs. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, they're both for the Hallmark Network, um, and the last one was Taking the Reins. It was with Nikki DeLoach and Scott Porter. Um, it was such a wonderful experience. I was so, uh, I had totally had imposter syndrome when I when I first got to set. It was my first kind of really big set mm-hmm. in an actual role, and oh, so I was so nervous, and um, I just couldn't have asked for better company to be in. They were all so supportive and kind and wonderful. Um, and I had such a great experience. And then I was lucky enough to get another one. Um, I just shot it in Hawaii um, over wow. the month of March. Yes. And it stars um, Hunter King and Bo Mirchoff. And I play Hunter's sister. And it's my wedding in Hawaii. And 
Um, I made such wonderful, wonderful friends and relationships on that set. And um, it comes out, yeah, it'll be out, I think, by the time yeah. this comes out. And it's called Hidden Gems. I don't know Hidden if I said that. Hidden Gems. Yet. No, that's the most important bit. It's called Hidden Gems. So everybody has to go and watch that. I cannot it's wait to fun. see it. It's a cute summer movie. Um, I've got to ask you, before you go, what would be your dream job? Because you do so many different things. What would be the dream, you know? You know, I look to Elizabeth Banks and Reese Witherspoon and sort of oh, what they've carved out yeah. for um, pr- production-wise as mm-hmm. women. Um, I think that the way that they have taken the steering wheel in their own careers, um, you know, you know, they're heavy hitters, but they also reached a point in their, you know, echelon of the industry where there wasn't enough job, there weren't enough jobs for them. <laughs> you know, they're fighting <laughs> over jobs as A-listers, um, and so I think what they've done for women sort of started to pave the way for women, you know, specifically in comedy for Elizabeth Banks, but across the board for Reese. Like, um, you know, supporting female authors and, and female-driven screenplays and stories and, um, you know, women creators. Elizabeth Banks created Hoo Ha Ha, which is um, a great... The comedy Yeah, the site. comedy yeah, I'm, I'm a member of it. Yeah, me too. It's a <laughs> yeah. great platform if you're a woman listening mm-hmm. to this or um, any, you know, female-identifying human being who, who, you know, is into comedy or create creativity in any way, shape, or form. It's a great platform um, to utilize and I just want to be the kind of woman that when when I finally get where I'm going you know to, to be able to put the hand down and reach up and bring somebody else with me because that's what we're all trying to do yeah. right um, and we come from a place of privilege um, and I know that about myself specifically as a white woman in this industry um, and so my greatest hope is that I can claw my way somewhere <laughs> somewhere <laughs> up higher so that I can help anyone else try to do the same thing otherwise what are we doing you know wow I love that. Thank you so, so much. Um, where can we find out, where, where can we find out about you here on this podcast? Where can we find you? Where can our listeners find you, follow you, book you, watch all your stuff? On TikTok and Instagram, my handle is my name. So it's Eliza Hayes Mar. It's H-A-Y-E-S-M-A-H-E-R. Um, and that's where you can find me and reach yeah. out and say hello. I'll always say hi back. Oh, thank you so, so much for talking to me today. It's been such a pleasure. And thank you for sharing all your wisdom. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Hollywood Reveal. And I'll catch you in the next episode.